The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJD 800. Welcome to Trouble Tuesdays here on Passion, the one night I reserve just to answer your questions. Whether you send them to me by text at 514-800, whether you call in at 514-790-0800, or send me an email to laurie at drlaurie.com. I try and get to as many of those questions as possible. And of course, if you don't get an answer today, you can send them in anytime during the week, and I reserve the beginning of every show just to answer those questions and try to help you out a little bit. Uh, Today I got a couple of emails that I want to share that require your input. So they're more, um, shall I say, uh, one is a more morality kind of issue. Um, It's not really something I can help directly with, but I think these listeners who, who emailed me are actually looking for not just my input, but yours as well and what people think. So uh, let me uh, let me share this first. Um, I don't know if you remember me. I called your show about three weeks ago. My wife, who's 56, had been texting and sending money to a 25-year-old from Nigeria. I put a stop to the sending of money, but now she is leaving on July 19th to go to Nigeria to meet with him. She is the main breadwinner in the family. Financially, I'm stuck at home to take care of the kids. I need help and some good advice. Do you think we could do a show on my situation and get ideas or advice from your listeners? I am at my wits end and I feel that my therapist is not helping. Uh, let's, let's all try and, uh, help this gentleman out here. What would you recommend? And now my recommendation would be that he see a lawyer. I don't, uh, like, I'm not sure. Are you planning uh, a separation? Do you want, you want to stay? Like, it doesn't sound like your wife wants to stay married to you. Uh, she's just taking off to meet some guy, uh, which sounds of course shady. You know, there's all the old jokes about, uh, uh, getting those emails from uh, Nigeria and, and what have you, the scam emails. Sounds to me like she has been scammed, but where do you go from here? Uh, staying married to this person, is that the best idea for you? Like think about what it is you want and what you need Um And if she's the main breadwinner, you have legal recourse. Like if you are the stay-at-home parent um, and you do have some legal recourse to that. So I do think you need to get uh, some legal advice as uh, as to what to do. But I want to get uh, our listeners' input on this, please. I think uh, he needs a lot of help, and this is a horrible situation, frankly. But it seems way out there, like a little crazy, this situation. Oh, as one text writes, she seems to be manipulated by a romance scammer. Um, is she Africa? Is she African? Um, is your wife herself African? That's a, a, an interesting uh, question. I 
it doesn't say anywhere in his call that I recall or in the email. Uh, so what do you do? Like, it sounds to me definitely like she might be uh, scammed. She's 56. He's 25 years old. She's going all the way to Africa to meet with someone. She's only, uh, communicated with online and sent money. Something does not sound right here to me. And your wife sounds like she may have lost her mind a little bit here. I I don't know. Okay, maybe I'm making a judgment call on her. We don't have her side of the story. But nonetheless, I'm thinking of you and the kids. Where do you go from here? What do you want? You want to stay married with someone who freely does this, seeking out relationships outside? Certainly doesn't sound like with your consent. So I'd like to know where you stand on this and what you want to do about this. So 514-800, let's help out this listener. I'm suggesting that he go the legal route and um, maybe ask for separation, but ask for financial um, that she take, uh, she continues to support you and the kids since, uh, you're the main breadwinner. Oh, this is interesting. Texter writes, maybe he should call the police. I, I wonder if the police have any jurisdiction over these kinds of things. Maybe they have an idea. I don't know. Maybe, uh, other people have complained of the same person or maybe there's a, something to be checked out. I, I will check it out. Actually, that would be something. 514-800. Now I have another situation for you. Another question. This is a bit touchy, but I want to get your input on this. Well, the listener wants your input. My wife died of cancer at the young age of 34, a little over a year ago. We have two daughters together. Since her passing, My sister-in-law has been an incredible friend to me, and we have both leaned on each other for support in our grief. She's also been great with uh, helping me with the kids. In the last little while, I increasingly notice her gentle manner that reminds me of my late wife's, though I do recognize that she has her own distinct personality. What I'm trying to get at, as you may have guessed, is that I think I'm falling for my sister-in-law. Sometimes I get the impression that she feels the same way, but I can't tell for sure. I would like to know your opinion on whether you think I should take the risk and make my feelings known to her. I believe that my feelings are genuine, but I'm worried that if I misread her, she might distance herself from me and the kids. If I read her correctly and she is interested, my kids might get upset. Either way, telling her how I feel could have negative consequences for my family. Given the dilemma, do you think it's worth the risk to bring this up with her? What do you think? Is his sister-in-law completely off limits? Is this morally wrong? My question is, this might be a little too soon to introduce a new partner, whether it's a family member or what have you, um, might be too soon. It's only been a year. I don't know how old the kids are, but I'm assuming they're quite young. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? What, what do you think? Is the sister-in-law off limits? I mean, if the sister-in-law is single and you develop feelings for each other and what have you, 
maybe a little bit later, like continue this friendship and, and, and see, um, but it might definitely complicate things. And what happens if it goes badly? What happens if, uh, she doesn't feel the same way? Will she distance herself? Is this something that you want to risk? So I don't know if anybody else can make the choice for you, but, uh, just drew wrote, I think going out with the kid's aunt is a bad idea. Uh, another one says, I think he should make hints to her. It is not morally wrong if it is true love. Okay. Yes, that, uh, that could be. Uh, so what are your thoughts? So I, we've got these two emails now, two people who want our input. Let's, let's help them out. Um, text her for the, uh, the Nigerian question, uh, call the RCMP fraud unit or hire a private investigator. Okay. So that might be something. Uh, Dr. Laura, you're right. This person needs to get a lawyer fast. She is getting scammed big time. We have seen it so much. He needs to seek divorce and get her to pay alimony and get half the assets, whatever it is, before this guy gets all of it. Ooh, didn't think of that. That's a good point because she's spending your money, like the couple, the family's money, whatever she's sending to Nigeria for this person she's never met that she's going to meet is not just her money. Even though she is the breadwinner and you're the stay at home parent, it belongs to all of you. So I'm, I want to hear what everybody else has to say, um, as well. And let's, let's see if we can help out this, uh, this young widower who wants to date his sister-in-law and this uh, gentleman whose wife is uh, sending money to uh, some guy in Nigeria and now going to uh, Nigeria to meet him. What, what should they both do? to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Trouble Tuesdays tonight, and boy, is there trouble on the horizon. I've got two people who sent in emails who want your input. Two really complicated situations. So one of them, it, his wife is running off to meet a guy, 30 years her junior, by the way, whom she met on the internet from Nigeria. She has sent him money for the last, I don't know how long. She has now booked her ticket to see him. She is the main breadwinner. The father, who is writing to us, is at home with the kids and doesn't know what to do. This text writes, maybe she read an email from a Nigerian prince saying she is inheriting a large sum of money and she needs to fork over a fee to release the money. Yeah, that, those are the typical scammers. I'm thinking this is more of a romance scam. Uh, as for being stuck at home, well, this is how women felt for ages. Now the best is to be financially independent. Perhaps she can work during the day and you at night so that you will both be employed and not need daycare. That's a, a long-term solution, okay, but for right now, this situation is crazy, right? That, like, he needs to get a lawyer, no question about it. The other situation that I want you to think about and respond to is from a young widower 
who his wife died a year ago and around a year ago, and he's developing feelings for his late wife's sister. Is she off limits? Is it too soon? Is this damaging, potentially damaging to the kids? Um, in response to this, just the fact that she's even uh, talking, oh no, that's for the uh, Nigerian situation, just the fact that she's even talking to another man, who cares where he is from? It is insane. Get out of there. Divorce her ASAP. Uh, sending money to a total stranger she never met in Nigeria, going to Nigeria to meet him. She is taking a chance only a fool would take. In Canada, we have an abundance of fools. Bon voyage. Uh, yeah, I think it is absolutely crazy that she is going there. She's 56 and he's 25. What is she going to get from this? I'm wondering. Like, what is the benefit to her? Certainly, uh, he's scamming her of money, so there's <laughs> no benefit to her, just to him. This whole idea seems a bit crazy. There's no question about it. But this is the email, so I'm sharing it with you, and he would like us to discuss it, and he would like your input on all of this. I think the consensus here is like divorce, lawyer, right now. Like take care of this because it's a crazy situation. All right, let me answer a few more emails, and then I'll get back to your texts in response to this. I'm 21 years old. I believe I have some issues with my penis size, and I believe I may have erectile dysfunction. Is there any way you can help me? It's very hard for me to help or give any direction or advice without more information. So when you say you may have uh, erectile dysfunction, what does that mean? You're 21 years old. Does it mean that when you um, try to have sex with someone, your penis isn't working, you're losing your erection, is the problem the same with masturbation? If it's not, then there's nothing wrong with your penis. It has to do with uh, performance anxiety and, and something else going on in your head. So that would be a, a psychological cause. But I'd need to know more to figure out what, what it is. Uh, in terms of your penis size, uh, what are you comparing yourself to? The average around the world is around 5 inches or so erect, between 5 and 5.3 around uh, erect, whether give or take a few centimeters. Is that, like, what is the problem exactly? How small is small for you? Because oftentimes... Men will write to me saying they have a five-inch penis or a six-inch penis or four-and-a-half-inch penis, and they think it's like micro-small, and uh, that's not what we would call a micro-penis at all. It would still fall within uh, the normal range. If you're talking about an inch, two inches erect, okay, then we're talking about on the, I don't like to use the word abnormal, but on the other, the other end of the spectrum where there may be an issue or a problem with uh, uh, some condition creating a micropenis. 514-800, if you um, want to text in some of your thoughts on the questions that have come in tonight, and there's two pretty 
big doozies here uh, that uh, the, the emailer wants your input on. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, and whatever other questions you have for me at 514-800. Of course, you can call in with your thoughts as well uh, to 514-790-0800. Uh, texter writes in, maybe he's not even 25 and it is a catfish and won't even show up or it could be potentially dangerous. I read on Reddit from men who admit to catfishing men online to extract money. That's a good point. Do we even know this man exists and that he is who he says he is? I think I remember, if my memory serves me right, because this emailer had called into the show and told us this story, and I think they had FaceTimed. Is, Is that possible? I'm... I'm not uh, remembering this exactly well, but nonetheless, it's true. People can pose as anybody, and how do we know she's not going there to be kidnapped and and money extorted from her family? Like, it's it's crazy. Like the potential risks involved here, super dangerous. And yes, women get catfished all the time and as do men, by the way, Uh, these romance scams, men fall for them just as much as the uh, women fall for them, unfortunately, but they are out there. Another question, we've fallen into a predictable sex routine. How can I shake things up without hurting um, my partner's feelings. So, of course, it's very easy to fall into a rut when you've been together a while, when you're busy, when you're tired, or you're just not totally inspired. So you may want to think about changing the scenery. You may want to think about going elsewhere. Like, get out, go away together. Take a weekend away. And you should do this, actually, uh, pretty regularly, uh, where it, you're away from all the stressors, you're in a new environment, you, you can try out different things, you can, I don't know, find new positions that you can do. Um, so those are some of the things that that uh, are, are important. Also, make lists together of uh, things that you would want to try. Ask your partner to do the same or things that they've thought about, um, like, a, like approach this cautiously because obviously, uh, you can make a, like you're, you don't want to scare your partner off either saying, what you want to do this? No way. Uh, so you want to tread a little bit carefully with this, but more about, Hey, let's brainstorm and just write a whole list of things or read a book together on sexual positions or there's so much written out there now uh, about things to shake up uh, the routine and, and different things to try. And then you can go through like a, a reading a book and saying, oh, no, not this. Oh, this, eh, what do you think of that? Is that a possibility? Oh, maybe, you know. So you can have your maybes and your no-goes, like say, no, absolutely not. Um, but you got to get on the same page together. Like you've got to be able to talk together about the fact that you feel like you're, it's boring for you and that you, you're, uh, you're in a, in a rut, in a sexual rut. So, uh, there you go. 
Texter writes, I changed the diapers on one of my buddy's son once, and I looked at him and I said, oh my God, it looks like he has a case of smallpox. He freaked out until I told him I was joking. It's a shame that so many men are so concerned about the size of their penis. Yeah, um, it's sad, actually. It's sad because a lot of men are are uh, preoccupied, very preoccupied with this question, and their sexual self-esteem is affected. So it, it stops them from from dating sometimes. It stops them from uh, being sexual. Like So there's all kinds of effects of, of that. And we can blame society. We can blame pornography. We can blame the lack of sex education. There's a lot of blaming to go around when it comes to people not knowing what's normal, what's not normal, and that you don't need a big one in order to uh, to pleasure somebody, right? So those are some of the things that you uh, you got to learn and uh, think about that. <laughs> small, it's not smallpox, right? <laughs> I didn't read that right. <laughs> Thank you, Just Drew, for that joke, if anybody didn't get it. Okay. Uh, coming up, let's, uh, well, I want to I continue to, to share this, uh, the young widower's developing feelings for his late wife's sister, what you uh, think about that, and questions about masturbation. How much is too much? Don't I answer that question quite often? So that's uh, coming up. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. From the pleasure and the politics to the hang-ups and the heartbreak, you're listening to Passion, CJD 800. So we started off the night with two uh, dilemmas asked of me, asked of us, actually, you included, at 514-800 to text in your comments. Uh, his wife is running off to uh, to meet a guy, uh, 30 years her senior. She met him on the internet. He's from Nigeria. She has sent him money. Now she's booked her ticket to go see him. He's the stay-at-home dad. She's the breadwinner. Uh, and he doesn't know. He needs some advice on, on what to do. And then the other situation is from a young widower who is developing feelings for his late wife's sister. His wife died about a year ago. And the question is, is she off limits? Is it too soon? Is this even a moral question? Uh, or is this damaging to the kids? So what are your thoughts on this? Um, in a texture writes in, I think this guy is experiencing rebound effect. His late wife's sister likely consoled him and he is taking it the wrong way. A loss of that kind creates an instant void that he feels it must be filled at the point where a nice smile from the Tim Hortons girl may be misinterpreted. I'm not sure that's that simple, but uh, could could very uh, well be. How can you tell if someone is genuine when you are dating online? Great question, but frankly, the most reliable sign that someone is actually interested in you is that they are eager to meet up with you in person, in real life. People who waste your time um, make saying, yes, we'll get together in a week, in two weeks, and they never actually come through with it, or they just want to have this 
relationship and flirtation through text or through messenger or through any other social media uh, platform is not someone who is genuine, frankly. It could be someone who's cheating. It could be someone who is enjoying the catch, the flirt, uh, all of that, but has no intention of, of ever meeting online. And let me tell you, I know this from the backside, the other side, which is I have met quite a few men who are uh, addicted to this kind of thing or who have been caught doing this um, in a very sometimes compulsive way, but it's a form of cheating uh, and their wives have discovered this and they have never taken it pat into the real into real life, but like meeting the person face to face, but they have continued the, these kinds of flirtatious, uh, sexual uh, email exchanges or text exchanges, but never quite meeting. And this is a rush that they get uh, from that. So uh, if really, like if you've been back and forth and back and forth, like uh, multiple times in terms of messaging, and there's still no arrangement to meet up, please move on. Like just move on. Uh, and this is uh, maybe another way that people kind of, uh, get maybe scammed, uh, that's something. So it's, it's a possibility like that. The whole honesty thing is, is a big, uh, is a big thing when people are, um, online because you, you, do you know who you're actually meeting there? Do you know, there's a lot you don't know, <laughs> unfortunately. 514-800 to text me a question. I have to masturbate at least twice a day and I am a 60 year old man. Am I okay? Well, you sound like you're more than okay. You're functioning, uh, quite nicely for a 60 year old guy. But the question would be, is this causing you any concern? Is it, is it a problem for you? Is it interfering in your life? Is it interfering in your sex life? So if you're masturbating twice or more a day and your partner wants to have sex with you at night, are you able to perform or are you completely spent because of it? So these are some of the questions that I would ask, which would answer the am I okay uh, question. If, if it does not interfere in your relationship, if it does not interfere in your day-to-day -day, uh, living, then it's not necessarily a problem. But you're 60 years old. I hope you're getting other kinds of activity besides masturbation. Like get out, you know, get out there, go to a gym, run, do, do some form of uh, exercise. If this is your only form of exercise, it's not going to be enough. It's good, but it's not going to be uh, enough. Especially if you're doing this out of boredom and you could be doing other things that are productive or more productive for you and that will bring you some other things like self-confidence or a sense of accomplishment or a sense of purpose or whatever it is that you, uh, you might be looking for. Uh, let's see. I want to know more about the difference among sensuality and sexuality uh, I've been in serious troubles with my wife and these things may be able to help me. All right. So sensuality 
and sexuality. So if I look at those two things, I'm thinking that sensuality is more something that is, uh, let's say, erotic, that involves all of the senses, where there's a, an awareness of the details of an experience would be something that I would think would be more erotic. And if I'm going to compare it to sexual, the sexual part might be more goal-oriented, more towards uh, going towards pleasure, going towards orgasm. I mean, you can have a sexually erotic experience or erotically sexual. The two can go together, uh, but that's where I would kind of make, uh, make the distinction. 514-800, if you have uh, any uh, questions for me, I'd be happy to uh, to answer them. You can also call in any time to 514-790-0800. And feel free to email me as well, anytime during the week, laurie at drlaurie.com, or you can just go to drlaurie.com and fill out the uh, form on there and uh, and send me a question. Uh, let's see. I am 31. My husband is 34. We are married for two years, no, 12 years, 12 years. I'm having a hard time. Uh, things have happened and I seem to just want him as a friend. I don't understand. I have no love for him as I should for a husband. We need help. So does that mean you have no romantic interest, no desire? I mean, uh, desire and feelings of passion and all that can certainly wax and wane in a relationship. So I'm not sure if you're talking about sexual desire because there is a difference between romantic attraction and sexual attraction. So romantic attraction would be the... your still love it, your partner, the affection, the, the closeness, the intimacy, all of that is something that you crave and still want. Um, and the sexual desire is something that sometimes for women, you lose that spontaneous desire and it's, uh, it's more of a responsive desire. Maybe you're interpreting it that way. Now I have very limited information. Did anything happen in the relationship? Is there built up resentment? One thing for sure you should get couple counseling to figure this out. In, in, in sessions with a therapist, you will be able to find out what's going on um, and, and get to the bottom of this uh, with your partner and see where you can move on um, from there. Coming up, someone wants to know, is it ever okay to cheat? And gives me a scenario. So we'll, uh, we'll discuss that next Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Trouble Tuesdays, uh, you still have a few minutes to get your questions in and your comments to two uh, major dilemmas that was sent in by email. They want our input and your input as well. A young widower developing feelings for his late wife's sister, uh, the wife died about a year ago, is the, is the sister-in-law off limits and is it too soon? And another uh, gentleman who wrote in saying his wife is running off to meet 
a guy, she's the wife is 56, the guy's 25, who she met on the internet. He's from Nigeria. She sent him money, and now she's booked to fly there to see him. And she happens to be the main breadwinner, and he's home with the kids. Uh, both of these individuals seem a little bit lost and would maybe need a little bit of direction. Besides the fact that they should both get counseling, there's no question they should talk to an objective person, but they did write to me wanting to share this with you. So uh, you've got your chance to put in your two cents. Uh, hi, Dr. Lori. I'm considered an extremely open and honest man, but I am a male. Total 100% honesty is impossible. Any man who does not agree with me only proves my point. They know the truth. LOL. All right. Uh, and uh, in terms of uh, size, that question has come up quite a bit. Uh, that's why you see a lot of men driving big SUVs and trucks. Man, women can drive big SUVs too. Uh, does that mean they have penis envy? I always thought I was a decent size, but then I made the mistake of asking one of my girlfriends if I was the biggest she ever had, and she told me about a guy that was so big they couldn't even do it. After that, I decided I would never ask anyone else ever again. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, there can be a difference between breaking your vows and cheating. I know of two men whose wives have full early on-stage dementia, don't talk, don't recognize them, need full care. Both men are there for breakfast, lunch, dinner, sit with wives for hours and have new partners. Wife one, 10 years, second guy's wife, six years. The men are still relatively young and need companionship. You know, I in this situation, I don't have a... You're absolutely right. Thank you for bringing that up. This situation has come up. Um, this definitely has come up in terms of... Uh, is it ever okay? And I, I recently read an article about this as well in, in this situation, especially if the partner would have, doesn't, you know, barely would recognize or would understand uh, what's going on. So, um, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, this is a different situation altogether, but some people might, might have a big problem with that. I would, I would say that's okay. I, I would. That's my opinion on that, but others I'm sure would have a problem. I think we should probably do a whole segment uh, just on on that. Um, I'm, a four, I'm 40 years old in great shape but with a very small penis, four inches erect. Would a swingers club be bad for my self-confidence? In other words, would most people there anticipate longer penis? You know, I think swingers clubs, they're pretty ordinary folks who are happen to be swingers. So I would say that there must be an average. It's not like uh, there's a link between having a big penis and being a swinger. I, I really don't. I've never, ever, ever heard that. So uh, I don't think that that would be a problem. And I'm not sure that that's exactly what they would be looking for. It's always what you do with it too, right? Uh, but I don't know. I couldn't give you the definitive answer uh, for that. All right. Question. Um, is it ever okay to cheat? I'm a 38 year old woman at the peak of my sexuality. And two years ago, my husband became impotent due to medical reasons. Even when he was sexually active with me, he was never a giving participant in oral sex. So I don't even have that to fall back on sex aside. I love him dearly, but I have needs and desires. And I don't cherish the thought of going potentially another 50 years relying solely on masturbation. 
Under these circumstances, would it be okay if I took on the occasional lover? I would obviously do it secretively. The last thing I would want is for my husband to uh, get hurt. That's a that's a dilemma right there. Why wow, we've had quite a few doozies today. You have a right to you to a sexuality. There, there's no question about it. But you have to be able to. There are different ways of being sexual, and this is a situation that needs to be discussed with him. And it's okay for you to express your need for sex, but there are different ways of doing this. And he should be able to pleasure you, whether orally, manually, with a a, a strap-on. There are things now where men can put in their flaccid penis into a cylinder, which is strapped onto their bodies. So it's like a, a, a inside like a, um, the cylinder, which is the shape of a penis. And he can just as easily penetrate you with that. But you have to be able to talk about this stuff. Like, this is important. You can't go on at 38 years old never talking about it as if it's like it's this big elephant in the room and we won't address it. So take him to a therapist with you and make sure you're able to have these conversations openly uh, about sexuality. And you may be surprised. Maybe he'll say something like, well, you know what? I'd be okay if you took on uh, other lovers or I'd be okay in a polyamorous relationship and an open uh, open type of marriage. You, he may say that. And so then you can talk about that. And what are the rules around that? What are the things you can do? So we don't know until that conversation happens. It's different for you saying to him, I, you know, I I want us to have an open relationship so I can go have sex with other people. Let him, let's see how he feels about, uh, like when we ask him about the solution, like what are the options? So where you would explore all of the options, but you would do it together in a respectful manner, in an empathetic manner, compassionate manner, uh, and be able to to have a, a much more open dialogue uh, about sexuality. On the other, uh, about the scam, which we've been, we all, I think every one of us agrees that this poor guy whose wife is going off to Nigeria to meet a guy she met online, I think we all agree that the wife has been scammed. I think she's convinced that no, she hasn't been. I think there was a like some FaceTime or whatever it is. One thing for sure, she's cheating. Like we haven't even addressed that part. Uh, But she is cheating on you and there you are at home taking care of the kids and she's taking off. Like something doesn't quite sit right. And something needs to be done and you need to uh, to be doing something about this. And I think the consensus was, yes, seek out uh, some legal advice, especially since she's the main uh, breadwinner. Well, we've had some really important questions uh, come through tonight, and I really, I appreciate you sending in. I appreciate you trusting us uh, with uh, with these issues where we can help you. And I, and I really uh, thank you to our listeners who take the time to actually give their input and advice and their experience and share their experience because it's very valuable. Like, you have no idea. Your comments 
and and what you bring forth is very valuable to other listeners who are going through stuff. So I, I really want to thank you for that. I feel like when we do this, we're a community and we it's people helping people and it it really warms my heart. So thank you. Uh, and for those of you listening, thank you so much for uh, spending your time with us. Uh, technical producer Brian Callisar, the best, the best. Uh, you can connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Petito or through my website, drlori.com. Don't forget, you can send in your questions anytime during the week. Just tune in at the beginning of every show and I will get to them. Uh, I promise no question goes unanswered. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a wonderful rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion. In the moonlight.